are back, my brother. Hey, my understanding. How's it going, man? Hold on, man. Right. Overstanding. Okay, we back. We back, man. It's good. Yeah, you got the mic all the way over there. What's going on, man? Can you let, let, the, let the people hear you, man? Yeah, let the people hear me. Can y'all hear me? Check, check. Check, check. Check, check your brain. All right. <laughs> we we um need to do something. First and foremost. Yeah. Shout out Six King. For sure. Shout out Conscious Mind. Yes, sir. Man. A lot of good things coming through the uh, YouTube channel. Oh yeah, you know, man. like and subscribe. Get the content. Get the uh, get the merch. Oh yeah, make sure get you get the tap links. In. Make sure you tap in. You know? Progeny Farms. Oh yes, please. You do. know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah. Anything you want to plug before we get in? Um, nah, just be just be safe out there, man. It's been it's holiday season. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's hot on the streets, bruh. You For know? real, it's hot. So For real, you know, move diligently. Yeah. You know, make sure that you, you you check your surroundings. This is real. This is a real game. Make sure you check your surroundings. Make sure you know you know where you are at all times. And um, if you're the type of person that like to get a little too faded and just kind of get incoherent, maybe you want to you know slow down a little bit so you can be aware. Exactly. You know. Yeah, I've been in them positions, but you ever been on a, like a a blackout? Oh man, long, I have. Who hasn't? Yeah, see, so, well, well some people who don't partake haven't. But I'm saying. Boy, oh boy, is it possible? If especially if you don't know your limits, right? Um, that happened. That happened early in the game, though. So I'm, yeah. I, I'm happy that that happened when I was, you know, in my um, my my teens, early twenties. So now that you know I'm a little older, I've learned from my mistakes. Right on. You know, but um, but yeah, that's how you doing, man? I'm uh, good. Love you, soul. Uh, family, man. Oh man, blessings, man. Holiday season, man. Right. Um, lots of family around. You right. know, uh, getting a chance to kind of reconnect and. And like, you know, see folks that I ain't really been seeing. So, okay. shout out to the family. Yeah. Love y'all. Oh, shit. Oh, um, Do anything special for Thanksgiving? You know, Thanksgiving. Besides, besides cooking, man, we, we gave away some food to um, those in need, you know, um, in East Oakland, California, West Oakland, uh, North Oakland, we're experiencing tremendous homelessness, mm-hmm. um, you know, tent cities. And uh, really, I'm I'm in the belief that this doesn't have to exist at all, especially with the abundance that this world has. Right. Um, but we're not even gonna get into that. Right. That's a, that's a whole that's a whole time. nother show. Right. But um, yeah, we fed we fed about uh, 80, 90 people. Um, just ride through different neighborhoods. Oh, that's love. Some people with people hands. Oh, that's love. Uh, um, shout out to my wife, Agent Janisha Smith. Uh, she kind of led the way on that, you know, and we had family come help us not only put the place together, but uh, get that out to the people. So it was um, starting off the day with service and like then cooking up a storm for the rest of the family to chow down on, you know. I like it. You know, even though um, even though we some may not celebrate Thanksgiving, it's just a day of camaraderie. Yeah, it's a day of community. Coming, you got the day off of work, you know, forget about all the, you know, we already know the real behind why they have this holiday. We're going to so, talk about that. Right. I mean, you want to talk about it now? No, we don't have to. We, got, we, we can talk about it. We can talk about it later. But we, we, I'm still trying to see. We got to do a check-in because times are crazy. Yeah. And I just want to make sure that, you know, my brother's doing good. I'm excellent. Where you at, you know, spiritually, you know, how, how's I'm, it going, you know? Yeah, I'm trying to be centered. That's um, good, man. Taking time for myself. I'm educating myself. Uh-huh. Um, you know, just taking care of my mental health. That's good. Uh, my That's physical good. health. 
uh, my social health. Uh. I'm trying to put the social media down, but you know, uh, I do what I can, but you know. Yeah, so social media for the most part for me has been a bit burnt out. Yeah. You know, it's, um, yeah, I've kind of been low key on it if you haven't noticed it. I've just started to try to pick back up and just try to do a little thing and now I feel like the old dude in the club. <laughs> I don't I don't know what's going on anymore, but yeah. but I once I once I see that I'm spending too much time on it, I just let it go cuz it cuz you can be using that time to do other things instead of just staring on your phone looking at people, I you know. I but agree. as far as me, man, I'm, yeah, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I, um, you know, spend time with the family. During Thanksgiving, you know, just my brother hosted this year. Okay. So, you know, we had Thanksgiving at his house. My wife, my, you know, my child, we all went over there. My, my, you know, family met up at his spot and he hosted. So, you know, shout out to my brother, you know, for holding it down for the family. And, yeah. And cooking an, an amazing meal with his wife. So, it was, it was cool. You know, we, we connected, we chilled. And then after that, you know, spent time with the in-laws, you know, just spent that, um, that weekend, you know, I believe it's Black Friday weekend or whatever, but yeah. that weekend. You was in the madness with the Black oh, Friday? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> uh, that, that's been played out a while ago, man. Yeah. But uh, we just spent time with the family, you know, played a little golf. Okay. You know, I'm okay. getting my golf game right. Wow. You feel me? Yeah, you, know? you got your own clubs? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, got clubs, you know, got, you know, you got golf shoes, brother. I see. <laughs> I got the I gear. See I see you know, I'm taking, I'm trying to take it serious because I see that it's a sport that I really enjoy. It's real chill and relaxed, and it's also a sport that, um, you know, you can really, you know, network and get to know people, you know. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a great icebreaker. You know, I've been in rooms where we've had nothing in common, and then once I, you know, let them know, yeah, I'll take some golf, and then boom, take off from there. Mm -hmm. You know, and we can be from different different walks of life, Yeah. you know. So more, I, I encourage more brothers, more sisters to go ahead and pick up that club and just learn it, you know. Yeah, and you that. don't have to be Tiger Woods out there. Just have a good time, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a couple buddies. Um that they started off their golf careers. It was just about getting on golf carts, swinging, them, swinging that ball, and you know? beers all over the uh, course. You know you what know? I'm saying? You know, sometimes you gotta rattle some cages and make some people feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just play, but not really. But <laughs> but anyway, uh, another thing I wanted to talk about. You know, this is not a topic, but yeah. you know, um, if you if anybody's been paying attention, we lost a giant. In the fashion uh, industry, Virgil Abloh. Wow. And uh, rest, in peace. rest in peace, Virgil. Condolences to his to his family. Yeah, strength, but, strength to y'all family, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. He was definitely a fashion giant. He's the man behind Off-White. Yeah. He was the first black uh, head men's fashion, uh, head men's designer for Louis Vuitton. Yeah. And he, he's kind of one of the people that uh, that made a, made a crossover, you know, for the, and if in the fashion world, because I tend to try to tap in and see, you know what's going on, even though I don't really consider myself a fashionable person, but I try to tap in to see what's going on. Yeah. And, um, you know, streetwear has always been kind of looked down upon in the fashion world because they feel like, oh, you just throw t-shirts together and it's just joggers and sweatshirts and, you know, loungewear. Mm -hmm. And um, he made that crossover. And now if you take a look at all these high fashion luxury designers... They're mimicking or copying streetwear designers. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look at Louis Vuitton, if you look at uh, Dior, if you look at uh, DNG, all of them, they're, to the point where they're even tapping into streetwear designers to come and be their head designers. So it's kind of like it's kind of like that feel of how there's no there's no real rock and roll anymore. That rap is the real rock stars now, and how. Uh, Pretty much a lot of music is copied off of rap and R&B, hip-hop and R&B. So it just, it just kind of gave me that kind of same feel. 
And um, he's uh, he's definitely, like I said, he's definitely, you know, one of those pillars in the fashion industry. What I want to say about Virgil is Virgil kind of uh, advanced the culture uh, in so many ways. Um, but one of the things that stands out to me the most was like him kind of like re-envisioning things that we already knew what they were, you right. know? So even just like adding words to different pieces to clarify or to, or to make you kind of recognize this thing differently. And, you know, you just got to see the genius in some of the stuff he did, man. So, oh, yeah. you know, um, as a beacon, as a person who, you know, can like show as a role model for young people who might be able to like, you know, follow in his footsteps, um, affect the world in such a way. Man, I, I just um, appreciate him and, and the legacy that he left. And, you know, I'm hoping the best for the folks that are closest to him, you know? Right, right, definitely. You know, yeah. he, he was he was a genius and, a, and ahead of his time. You know, I was watching a clip of his, and he was this, he was describing, like, you know, just his, his, his approach to things. Like, he had, a, he had a, a, an example of a candle. He had a candle in his hand while he was explaining this. And this candle was kind of like in a tin... Tin cover, beat up, all kinds of stuff. It didn't really look nice. The candle looked like it was duct taped around. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he said, "Look at this candle." You know. Now I can design this candle. I mean, if you look at this candle and you see it's all about place. If you look at this candle, you know, I could put this candle in one place where it really illuminate the candle and make it look like art. Or if you if you put it, I could put it in the garage and it makes it look like trash. So he said, instead of you know spending time on designing that candle. How about I spend time designing everything around it? You understand? Mm -hmm. Where that candle is going to be placed. Mm -hmm. And that way, by changing the environment, it makes the actual object stand out. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty dope. You know, just, just that way of thinking. Right. You know, it's different. You yeah. know, a lot of people are, you know, a lot of people tend to be shallow thinkers and don't try to think too deep and very surfacey and... You know, it's, it's good to kind of get a different perspective on things or even just see, see that unique perspective. So I thought that was pretty cool. So That's dope. Again, rest in peace to Virgil. You rest know, in peace, Virgil. You'll be missed, brother. Appreciate you, man. Let's get into it. Let's get into it, blood. What we got? What all we right, got? Better, all right. You know, for those who haven't joined us in the past, but uh -huh. I just got to say, like, uh, Overstanding is a show. We are some brothers on a hunt for knowledge. We're trying to create a community of people who share information. But really the goal is to like talk about topics that may be going over people's head, maybe a little bit uh, fringe or things that you ain't paying attention to or that's being intentionally held so that y'all can have an advantage with the information. We're trying to overstand. We're trying to action the information and, and help uh people with the steps that they're taking in life. So right. I just wanted people to understand what y'all getting into if you haven't joined us before. You feel me? Right, right. Now. Definitely a lot of game. We, right. Now, we can get started, but Let's get it's started. A, it's a new guy on the block, man. A new one, huh? Yeah, it's a new guy on the block. Uh, Talk about it, brother. His name is Omicron. Omaria? Omicron. Omicron, huh? Omicron. Let the people know what you're talking about, Omicron right? sound like a villain on Transformers. For sure. Real talk. Real right? talk. Like, yeah, Decepticon like a mother. Right. Anyways. Who's naming these variants, by the way? Oh, uh, the Greek letters. And it's something interesting. Right. I'm glad that you said who's naming it, because it seems like... Uh, the medical establishment is naming. It okay. seems like either the World Health Organization 
or uh, the CDC, somebody in that big body kind of um, okay. space, right? Okay. But um, what you know about Omicron, bro? I mean, I just know it's another uh, form of the coronavirus, which has been along, which has been around since what? Uh, last last uh, February 2020 in America, but has been in China maybe 2009, November 2019. Who knows when it really was? You talking about coronavirus. original coronavirus? Original this coronavirus. is a variant, this right? Is a variant of it. They gonna variant us to death. It seems like it. Oh my goodness! It but like it, variant here, variant there. It's mutating. You know, uh, one of the interesting things about um, the Omicron, I heard that uh, the first people that got it were fully vaccinated. Did you hear this? I did not hear this. Yeah, I heard that the people oh, who first wow. showed up with the Omicron were fully vaccinated. Man, that's Another, scary. That's scary. Um, what do you know about this thing, man? You got any details on it? Because I got a couple details. Man, I, I, don't, I don't know much. I just know it's another, it's another variant of the... Uh, of the disease, or the, the, the disease, the virus, the virus, the virus, yeah, and um, you know it's supposed to be, you know, much more serious than the one that was here before, which was the Delta. Um, I'm concerned. I don't know. It just seems like it's going to be another variant after this. But I'm, go ahead. I'm, I'm concerned. Yeah. Tell me, tell me I'm, what you're concerned about. I'm concerned, about. but yeah, this is um, something that stood out to me in all of the newspapers and all of the headlines and all the little computer blasts. It said South Africa. Really? It says South I Africa. I think I saw that. But I'm hearing that. I see I see other uh, resources that say it came from Germany. It was in Denmark. It was found in uh, China. Mm -hmm. So I did a little bit of research. Okay, let the people know what you found. And I, I'm just wondering why the United States only chose to ban... Botswana and South Africa from traveling and uh, I think we can't go to certain African countries right now like travel there is banned going there and not coming into but cut from coming into South Africa as a whole Botswana cannot come into the United States right now I mean maybe it's it's, it's um, you know for the longest the uh, the media's portrayal of Africa in a whole has been very terrible. Yeah, they have used every opportunity to make Africa Africa seem less than. Man, it's always something they try to make a negative association with Facts. Africa. Facts. Ebola virus. Not, yeah, I mean for the longest before dengue fever. Yep, and I would say for the longest, like people heard the first time people heard about Africa was when you remember those commercials that used to come in that says. Donate a penny and you will feed a family. And they have the the, the the kids with the flies around their eyes and the big bellies and stuff. That was, for the longest, that was some people' perspective of Africa. Yeah. They didn't know. They thought that, oh, it's, it's a real jungle. You know, I remember coming to America when I was about, uh, what, seven or eight? Yeah. And I was, no, 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 no not seven or eight, when I was like 13. I'm sorry yeah. I said seven or eight because I left, I left here when I was about like six, seven. Yeah. But I remember when I was coming back. I was back in high school and people were asking me questions like, oh man, you be staying around lions, right? And tigers and I would run butt naked, right? And I'm thinking to myself, like, you do realize that I came here on a plane. Right. So if I came on a plane, that should let you know that there's some type of infrastructure. But, you know, it's ignorance. Like you said, they're just uneducated. It's they just didn't know because for the longest they weren't taught what was out there. So, you know? so, so it made me think like, there's a lot of what I'll say, 
uh, steering in the media with different kinds of portrayals of groups. You feel me? Right. Um, so I just wondered, like, is this more of the same where they're trying to have negative associations or fear associated with Africa or black people by proxy? You can say that. Okay. You can say that. That's interesting to me. Right, it, it is. is. It is. Um, not surprising, though. Not surprising, but interesting. Um, you know what? You know they skipped a couple letters before they went to Omicron? I, yeah, I noticed. Why? Why did they do that? Um, I, have no, man, that? I have a theory behind it. All I'm going to say is a lot of people speculate, man. They speculate <laughs> that they didn't want to offend uh, Xi Jinping, I guess. the uh, Is there a dictator named Xi? G? Yeah, where? XI from China. Oh, the president? Yeah. Oh, man. They didn't want to offend him. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, Xi Jinping. Yeah, that's, 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 that's big wanna, boss of China. Exactly. And China was threatening war if they even said that it came from China. You talking about the Maricon? No, I'm talking about Omnicron, original, original, original Corona. I heard about that. I heard original about that. Corona. So, I, heard, I heard it was so, a big thing. So maybe we a little nervous over here. Oh shit! Maybe, maybe, maybe they, uh, maybe they, they trying to offend old boy because that would have started something that we don't want to get into. Right? I mean, we uh, well, you know, we're in bed with China, so oh man, they, they, I don't know you know, about you, that relationship. Right. It seems like they want to keep the, you know, keep the missus happy. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, man. Like a better terms, but I don't know. Like y'all, y'all do the research, y'all, y'all, y'all let us know if we're if we're kind of off. But I know I've been hearing things about you know about the stopping of the investigation of or just throwing in roadblocks of the investigation of where uh, Corona, how coronavirus really got or, or originated from. I just want to say this, kind of to close this out. I don't want to participate in no fear mongering. Okay, Got you. I am not adding to the problem. So, right. brothers, sisters, people uh, who are watching, just know that doctors are saying that uh, the symptoms of Omicron are mild. They are not super dangerous. They they saying that um, a lot of people aren't who've had Omicron haven't lost their sense of taste or smell. Hmm. So, um, it's uh, a mutation. It is a variant. But uh, it doesn't seem like it's something that people should be panicked over. So mm. uh, at least that's what I'm seeing in terms of the reports. So, you know, hopefully y'all taking care of yourselves. Y'all boosting y'all immune system naturally. Sure. Y'all washing your hands. Y'all being mindful of where y'all touch. You know, and just um, get healthy, man. You know what I'm Yeah, saying? get healthy. Stay healthy. You know, build up your immune system. All that good stuff. But Speaking of getting healthy, right? Yeah. Um, there's a healthy thing that we got out here, and it's the traffic, right? And you told me something about this uh, infrastructure bill or something, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so yeah, this is yeah. something that um, you know that kind of came across my desk, and what I read was, you know, transportation planners designed highways to isolate black and brown neighbors from the wealthier parts of, of a neighborhood. Really? Right. So if you notice, if you notice like in some or most inner cities, you know, they have a big old highway in the middle of it and sure. always on the other side. They demolish neighborhoods in order to put them freeways up. Thank you. Thank in the you. first place. Thank you. So 
So in most cities, there's generally a road that is too big, right? It's too big in a residential area that has uh, predominantly people of color, you know? And um, this is done by design to pretty much, you know, cut entire communities off from jobs and opportunity. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, there, there's a few examples, you know, like, you know, um, Route 40 in Baltimore is a good example of this. Wow. You know, it, it's, it's, it, the route is so, it's down so low, it could be a river, you know, which makes it impossible to cross. Wow. You know, so it's just there, it's designed specifically to keep communities apart. Separated. Separated. And that wow. way, this, a, a certain community would not, would be, it would be hard for them to get access to just, you know, a better way of life, whether it's, you know, cleaner food from greater grocery stores or, you know, job opportunities to work in these nice environments, you even know what just, I mean? Even just uh, cleaner environments, man. Right. You know, like, look at West Oakland, man. Speak you on, know, man. they got the ports in West Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, and just so happens that that's where all of the trucks pick up these containers and that's this, like, drop-off spot, major hub for logistics, but... They leave in what's called diesel particulate yes. matter in the air, and it's right. pyrates of asthma, emphysema, all kinds right. of you know crazy stuff that could be preventable if the environment was different. So, you know, when they cutting off these neighborhoods, they also affecting health rates. Yes, you know, for sure. Mortality rates. Right. This is like um, situations that have more impacts than just being isolated. You feel me? Right, and like, and, like that. and like you said, there's more impact. Just to kind of go back on, you know, in Baltimore. For if you have any viewers from Baltimore, maybe y'all can speak more about this, so you can do some more research on it. But you know, going back to um, around forty, you know, in the sixties and in the seventies, you know, the city planners bulldozed Route Forty through West Baltimore to avoid dis- uh, disrupting businesses and neighborhoods in um, in the Jones Fall Valley. At that time, was a much you know wider and wealthier area, you know what I mean. And of course, by doing this, they destroyed over 971 homes, you know, over 62 businesses in in, um, in West Baltimore, and about uh, uh, 1,500 people were displaced in the process. Wow. So they went through the trouble of you know destroying livelihoods. Wow. They went as far as that. Yeah. As far as destroying livelihoods. Just to keep this separation. Wow. You know, and now let's talk about another example um, here. Here in Oakland. You know, look at uh, 580 and 880. Come on now. Highway 580. Talk about it. So if you're anybody familiar about Oakland, you you know 580 goes up, goes into the hills, goes into the nice areas. And 580, there's a rule that said, you know, big tankers. No trucks. No trucks. Big trucks. Can't ride. Right. Yeah. Of a certain weight cannot ride on Oakland. Through 580, specifically. Because yeah. it goes through the hills, it goes through the nice areas of Oakland. Now, 880, when you think 880, goes down to the east of Flatlands. Yeah. That's the only area where the big trucks can, can ride. And if you notice, you're on 880, you see nothing but big trucks on there. And potholes. And potholes. And traffic. Right. Yeah, and that, and that, there's no significance, there's no, the only significance, the only reason why that was put in place was because the people who lived in the hills and in the areas... They didn't want the smoke. They didn't want the fumes. They didn't want the disruption disruption that came with these big tankers and these big trucks. 
You know what I mean? I think that's they also didn't want uh, some of the activity that comes with people in uh, lower neighborhoods. They wanted more separation. Right. Or the ability to skirt around some of that, uh, you know? So, right. and that's just avoidance. And that's, and that's racism in, in infrastructure. For sure. So when so a lot of people like to turn around, turn their blind eye and say, oh, there's no such thing as systemic racism. Come on now. That's there the is, but you're just choosing not to acknowledge it. Or even the practice of redlining. Even um, it, my wife, wife is a real estate agent, and uh, right now in the industry, they're changing the language. They're trying to be intentional about changing the language. Um, you know how people go into a house and say, Master Bedroom? Yeah. That's a slave reference. Oh. Yeah, and people have associations with that. and uh, So, you know, some people are saying primary bedroom now, or, you know... A main bedroom, you know, um, instead of master. So, you know, um, slowly but surely, these industries are changing, right? But, right. Um, you know, I, I will say, man, uh, this infrastructure bill is supposed to be changing that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, so how much of it is actually going to get to changing some freeways? Um, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, how much of it is actually going to fix a lot of the damages that are... Um, that are that need to be fixed. I mean, don't get me wrong. The infrastructure bill is a big thing. Yeah. You know, and we live in California, and I'm sure some of us are uh, have lived long enough to to notice the the earthquake that happened in the '80s where the freeway fell. For sure. So if you talk to all of the engineers, all the scientists, California is due for another big earthquake, and our infrastructure is not the greatest. I think um, California is a state that takes care of its own infrastructure. I don't think we rely on. Uh on federal funding? Yeah, on federal funding. Y'all, hmm. y'all uh, in, type in the chat one time. Right. Uh, let us know. Let us know. You know? Uh, if California is like independent of that uh, infrastructure bill and taking care of their own infrastructure. Right. So, um, yeah. Right. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't know about that. But if it is, like, you know, tap in and let us know. But these are things that um, our infrastructure is bad. It yeah. needs to be repaired. Yeah. And this contributes. But these, these decisions that people are making affect our lives and our livelihoods and whether or not we able to make uh, living wages or have quality health of life, you know. Mm-hmm. Man, it's right. a lot going on. It is. So we just only hope that, you know, we only hope that the right thing is done once uh, once this money starts going into the hands of these contractors and these builders and make sure that they actually do what they said they're supposed to do. Because, you know, we need our infrastructure to be to be reinforced, yeah. And not only that, the contractors who are bidding for these for these jobs, there needs to be some equity there. I agree. You know what I mean? It can't just keep going to the same person, the same same family, right? Same, same family, system. same. No, it needs there needs to be something in there where it's equitable and it's fair, and um, you know, a lot of smaller businesses or smaller contractors or you know, diverse contractors. You know, people of color who have construction companies or, or who are contractors should have the same, you know, fair share at these at these contracts. You know? 100% agree. Yeah. Right. Well, oh, Let's take a break real quick, man. Uh, tap into this video real quick. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, well, we back. 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 Up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the next time. I think we uh, the we'll topic. talk about uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, we'll talk man, about we'll check-in. 
let's 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 put our hands together, man. Let's put our hands together. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm saying Thanksgiving just passed. I know you ate good. Yeah, I told sure. you about my situation. Yeah. I fed. Yeah. Then we ate. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Most people, I think, are using this holiday like it's like um, this thing to celebrate, come closer to family. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But for some people. And this is what I really want to talk about. Uh-huh. For some people, this is not a day of celebration. This is a day of mourning. This is a day of remembrance. This is a this is a, not a celebratory day. This is a day that's somber. This is a day where people are recognizing genocide. And those people are the natives and the indigenous of this land. You know what I'm saying? Right. So even in here in California, right? Even the name California comes from Queen Caliphas which was a woman of color, native to the land, right? Uh, recognized that. as a goddess, you know what I'm saying? But, like, the presence of people in this land, Columbus didn't discover this joint. He, It was people here already. Oh, for sure. Especially black people. First, Some of the first mariners. Um, look up that book by, I believe, Ivan Van Sardema. Uh, they came before Columbus. It might have been for advanced tournament, but um, they came before Columbus. Anyways, the people who are in that direct lineage of these native tribes, these people are um, at least having like at least 50 different organized events throughout the country. Okay. In, in specific places, places that you know, like whole significance, like Alcatraz or like a Plymouth Rock. And these people are uh, holding a ceremony connecting to the ancestors that they lost in the genocide, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to just bring this up because there's another side to this holiday. Sometimes it's another side to a lot of these holidays. Right. But this one in particular is different because a lot of lives were lost. As right. a matter of fact, man, there was... In, in the context of the pilgrims, I started doing some research. Uh-huh. You feel me? And in the context of the pilgrims coming over here, man, I, I found out that like biological warfare had been going on since back in the day when these pilgrims and settlers was trying to, you know, take over these lands. Really? Yeah, blood. So so it's it, it's in the air right now, literally, no pun intended. But uh Yeah. Like that, everybody's concerned about coronavirus, Omicron variant, Delta variant. Next is gonna be out my ass variant. The gas, you know what I'm saying? Anyways, nigga, they got so many different situations that would would reflect some kind of like disregard for the people, right? Mm-hmm. While we're talking about. Um, Native tribes, while we're talking about people who have been negatively impacted by the settlers, that biological warfare was smallpox. So, so, wow. so, so let me let me let me give you this little uh, news article, man. Fox News reported that many gatherings uh, of natives acknowledged the atrocities committed by colonizers in the land. One of the things being biological warfare. And they basically said colonial weaponizing of smallpox against Native Americans was first reported by 19th century historian Francis Parkman, who came across correspondence 
in which Sir Jeffrey Amherst, a commander-in-chief of the British forces of North America in the early 1760s, had discussed its use with Colonel Henry Bouquet, a subordinate on the Western frontier, during the French and Indian War. So during the French and Indian War, they were weaponizing smallpox, giving smallpox on blankets to natives to kill them or to weaken them. You did? Mm -hmm. This is biological warfare. These are dynamics with these new settlers and the people who are indigenous to the land. And so it wasn't like when pe most people think about that, that, um, that narrative, that story on Thanksgiving, they think about, Oh, it was this happy-go-lucky right. luck. Eating with family. Eat, no, no, no. Pilgrims and Indians. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's they, what they told the, us. The yeah. Indians welcomed them. They fed them. They showed them turkey. All the extras, right? Mm -hmm. And no, blood. It was different. And and some of these people was hell-bent on power and control and land and resources. And so I just want to um, highlight the other side. Right. To this situation. Right. And say, like, number one, while we're celebrating, there's other people hurting. So other people uh, in mourning and in remembrance of their ancestors. And I salute that. Right. For sure. um, I want to acknowledge the indigenous. I want to acknowledge the people that look like us that are indigenous but not necessarily claim they got to do the extras in order to get on those roles or get in that get in the tribe get get uh, recognized mm -hmm. want to acknowledge y'all too i want to acknowledge people who are in the diaspora the people that are you know uh in the world but impacted because these are your people these are your loved ones you know what i'm saying i mean facts i mean this is uh that's actually good that you brought that up because you know, anytime Thanksgiving is celebrated here. You know, you think what well, the thing you think about turkey, yeah, eating good, spending time with family, getting the day off. Then you go, then you go and start shopping for goods for sure. Black Friday. Friday, Black Friday. You were in, you were in Black Friday. Come on now, yeah, Black thank Friday you. been played. Come thank on, you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So um, something and, and Black Friday and Black Friday is a finesse. It'll be like <laughs> this is what Black Friday is, you know. Uh, they'll have something in um in um uh, in, in August. They'll have a, a, a item that's four four ninety nine ninety nine, and in September four ninety nine ninety nine. In October they'll cross out the six ninety nine ninety nine and make it four ninety nine ninety nine. <laughs> so it's a it's a finesse it's in my finesse. eyes. You know you're not really getting no true sales, but um yeah, it's good that you brought that to the attention of the people that you know. Just keep in mind that. You know the natives. This is not a. This may not be a good time for them. This is not a. This may not be a time for them to come together and and, and share a turkey and go shopping the day after. This is probably a day of reflection. This is probably yeah. a day of prayer. Yeah. It'll probably be a day of you know you know just trying to connect or yeah, remembering yeah. their ancestors. Yeah. And you know that's that's good to know. It's good for it's good for that to be in the back of people's minds. And and if you want to you know show solidarity or be um you know just kind of step in somebody else's shoes and say hey I feel for you then you should you should you should have it in the back of your mind it shouldn't just all about it shouldn't all about eating fat and going shopping and that's why I like when you had said that you took you took the time to to give back to the homeless I thought that was great to do it during the time of Thanksgiving you know it's yeah. given to those who are in need you know because if you look at it Thanksgiving even though that's not there's no real true thanks and giving associated with why we're celebrating this day or why you have the day off, day off, I should say, 
But you took it upon the time to say, okay, I'm going to break your word. Thanksgiving, I got I got a lot, and I'm going to give to those who have less. Yeah. You know, and you use that time to do that. So I salute you, brother. And just Appreciate let, you. let me know the next time you're doing something like that so I can come and, and contribute. Yeah, and Project Cares, Project Cares, December. Oh, yeah, 18th. you know I'm always a part of that, you know. Yeah, so I, I, know, I know that's coming up pretty pretty yeah, soon when Project we go ahead and we... Uh, we uh we give uh give back to the homeless. We give them not only food, but we give clothes. them care packages, clothes. Yeah. We, we do a whole lot. So um, if you uh, if you if you want to get down with the movement and give back to the community, tap you know, in. Tap in. You know, you can get six kings uh, uh steer you in the right direction. For sure, for sure. Hit the comments. Hit the likes. I mean, you know, just hit the comments and say, hey, I heard I heard the segment about giving back to the community. I'm hearing. Oakland, the Bay Area. I want to give back, and we will definitely connect you and put you in, in touch with the right people. Before we get off this topic, Rob, uh-huh. the last thing that it made me think about is how many stories have been flipped and reworked so that they're like looking innocent or looking like uh, less atrocious. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. How many of those is out there? Bro? I mean, I can't think of I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I'm sure that there's a lot. Oh man, I can think of one. Go ahead. I can go. think of I can think of one easy one, right? Let's go. Um, you know, Texas uh, is responsible for making like the most majority of textbooks in this United States, right? Okay, I didn't know that, but okay. that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, tap in in the comments if if I'm lying, okay? All right. But anyways, there was a movement a year or two ago where uh, Texas was trying to have textbooks that said that slaves were migrant workers. Wow. Laborers. Wow. They're trying to erase that word slavery. Wow. And, and, think, and, and have people thinking about that atrocious, horrific... Uh, Experience that was filled with torture, fear mongering, terrorism, rape, molestation, right. uh, buck breaking, uh, uh, false accusations, castrations, hangings. Right. Uh, oh yeah, all these nasty uh, property being stolen, uh, uh, inventions being stolen, separation, ripping Sep- families apart, separation of family, right. separation from culture, right. separation from tradition, separation from language. All of these different atrocities. Yeah, y'all, yeah. Mm-hmm. They really try to spin that? They try to spin it like, oh, these people just migrated over here for work. Uh, Got me fucked up. Oh, wow, that's a slap in our face. I mean, I can see why they, I can see why they don't want to teach. This is the same state that don't want to teach critical race uh, theory. Critical race theory. You know? Another example. And, but they're trying to rework things. And I always say this. like You have to know where you come from in order to know where you're going. So in order to rebuild, you have to own the foundation that's already been laid. Good or bad. Mm-hmm. And say, okay... This is this is what it was. This is what happened. Yeah, you know this is, this is this is messed up. We did this, so how can we learn from this? Exactly, by moving forward Don't, instead of uh, avoiding and doing that cognitive dissonance thing. Right, enjoy the gruesome. Right, come on, and, like, and, that's, and that's the same. Trying to make yourself feel comfortable, and, and I associate not teaching critical race theory in classrooms with. Um, with you know the you know the parents that say oh I don't I don't like that I don't want to see that in my household so we just turn the TV off. These are uncomfortable truths right. that y'all got to deal with just like we got to deal with these uncomfortable situations like us being 
uh, targeted five times more likely right. uh, by police. Right. Or one in three of us on probation parole because we have way more interactions with the legal or justice system. Right. right? We got to live with these uncomfortable truths. Y'all can live with some uncomfortable truths about a reflection of your past behavior. And they always want to throw this in the mix and say, oh, why is it always about race? Because that's the way this country is. It's, that's how it is. You know, you make, that was easy. you make decisions based off of race. For sure. Every day. Subconsciously. Every, to and consciously. And consciously. Who you recruit. Who, where you sleep. Who you, who you date. Where you, where you shop at. Uh, 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 who are your friends. Right. Like, you, 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 you take this information in and say, oh, I don't want to stay in that neighborhood. Oh, I don't want to go to that supermarket. Right. Oh, I don't want to do that because... I don't want to go to that side of town. Right. Because of race. It's more than just calling me a word. I don't want to go to that you club. Know, it's more... Hell no. It's more... Right. It's more than... It's more than just saying the N-word to me. And that's why I feel like you... To, to some point, I really think that some white people don't even know what racism means, though. They really don't know what racism means because they always feel like, oh, I can't be racist. I have, a, I have, I have friends that are black and I mean, you know, I, I've, never call, I've never called nobody the N-word. I don't even use that word. Like, come on. And, and if you look at some families, some biracial families, and if some people start to tell their truth, they would tell you how the white side of their family treated them nasty. Yeah. Nasty to the point that they want to associate with I them. Just, I do want to say it is outside of white people also. There's some strong anti-black sentiment in Asian communities. Tell me I'm lying, community. If I'm lying, I'm flying. Right. I mean, put it in the no, chat, put, blood. put it in the chat. Put it in the but chat. But these are conversations that we have in our community. It's Indian not, it's communities. Not just, it's, it's, it's in our community, the things that we think about. And if you feel that this is not correct and you want to have a conversation or you want to know why we feel this way, let's have the conversation. Let's have this conversation. Let's break these barriers because that's how we're going to move forward together is by sitting down, communicating, breaking barriers, you know? That's right. But, but one thing I'll say this. We cannot agree to disagree on racism. Racism no. exists and it continues to exist. Right, and, you can't say that. people unconsciously continue to perpetuate it. Right, you can't say that, oh, well, we're just going to agree to disagree. Yeah, we can do that on, on food and, and others like stuff. But when it comes to racism, no. No. We can't agree. What do you mean agree to disagree on, on racism? No. Machi putting his foot down. So, you understand and, me? And, and for you to sit there and say there's no such thing as systemic racism, we just had a topic about how, you know, transportation planners took put freeways right through communities based solely on race. We spoke about how um, the highway is uh, 580 in Oakland, California. How how race was the sole purpose on making a rule. Mm. Nothing else. Not that damage to health. Not race. So come on, don't sit there and, and, and act like racism don't exist or racism just uh race systemic racism don't exist. And that not teaching critical race theory, come on. Like you wanna just change the past and change the narrative and we're not having that. You have to be able to tell these kids who are coming up this is the nasty things that we did in the past, and this is how we're planning to move forward from it. Okay? And this is how you can do better. And this is how you can do better so that yeah. you won't fall in that same trap. Yeah. All right? So yeah, don't, don't, don't throw <laughs> don't throw it under the rug. Come on, let's, let's 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 attack this thing. Let's have these conversations and let's move together. You okay, know what Kent. I mean? Okay, Kent. Good. You feel me? Yeah. 
All right, man. But let's move on. Let's move on to the next topic, brother. All right, and, let's and, go. And this is the one that kind of came across um, my desk. This is an article that I that I saw, and it talks about the UK calls for action on racial bias in medical devices. Racial bias racial in medical in devices? Med- it sounds crazy, right? What is that? Yeah. Sounds crazy, but not surprising. Anyway, so... Agreed. Right. So, Britain called for international action. International, not just within their country. International International action, action on the issue of medical devices such as oximeters that work better on people with lighter skin saying the disparities may have cost lives of ethnic minority patients during COVID-19 pandemic. All right? Whoa. So Right. So the health secretary, his name is Saeed Javid, commissioned a review of the issue after learning that oximeters, which measure blood oxygen levels and are key to accessing COVID patients, give less accurate readings for patients with dark skin. Wow. And he goes further to say that, you know, he goes, he goes further to say that, yeah, this may be intentional, unintentional, but it exists. And because of this, he believes that people may have died of COVID-19 as a result of this flaw. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that got me thinking, you know, what else is there a bias in? If there's wow. a bias in medical devices, I heard about some things that it should be a bias in tech. You 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 making me think about the fact that I went to the bathroom and Speak had that hand sensor not read my hand right. before blood. Right. I done swat my hand up under that uh, paper towel dispenser at least three, four times. Many times. Nothing comes out. Right. Many times. The soap, the paper towel, they're both. Oh they don't, they don't, they don't read the skin. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then let's take it a step further. You know, the uh, I heard about uh, facial recognition. Facial recognition also has a challenge with black faces. And Harvard University did a study, and if you don't believe me, see, all this stuff is, is, is Googleable. That's a word now. Googleable. It's Googleable. I don't know who made that. Was, that, was that Nori? I don't know. Googleable. Maybe. I think Nori said he made that shit. He maybe did. But hey, shout out to Nori. Shout out to Nori, man. <laughs> Um, you know, and and you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know all that AA, right? <laughs> but you can you can research these things. You can research it and see that you know Harvard University did do a study regarding you know racial bias and facial recognition technology. So there are there are articles out there, there are headlines out there, there are current investigations going on. I'm pretty sure if you do your research far enough, you will see some lawsuits. Yep. All right, <laughs> you will see some lawsuits for sure. So again, again with the people that say, "Why does everything have to be erased?" Because this is look at what we're look at what is presented to us. Look at what's happening constantly. Hey, you know what it makes me think about blood? What? See, somebody is designing this bullshit, right? Okay. Somebody got um, design in mind, and we need to be in those seats as designers. So, blacks in tech, right, is a is a uh, that needs to happen. Blacks in tech, mm-hmm. like Afrotech, like oh, yeah. events like Shout that. Out to Afrotech. Shout For out those to that don't know, put that together. Yeah, Afrotech is like this. Uh, it's like this, basically, like convention. Specifically meant for people of color in the tech space, from ranging from everything, right? Like CEOs all the way down to coders and whatever else, hackers, black, white hat. Uh, cybersecurity, everybody that's dealing with tech and technology, hardware, software, uh, AI, everything 
They are in this um, space and we need more people being recruited, more people that look like us being recruited into these spaces, um, especially for the board. Right, definitely, definitely. Especially for the board. They need to they need to be in the higher level. That's because I was going to say that I was going to take it a step further, not only being into tech, but taking it to this next step. Ownership. And, and diversify your boardrooms. Because if you look... If you go on the website and Google any of these Fortune 500 companies, any of these big major corporations, they usually have the board members on there. They'll have the CEO, the CFO, the COO. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll have the top execs mm -hmm. on there. You go onto that website and you tell me how many black people or people of color are in that boardroom. If, the, if there's any. I don't know. You, you usually find one <laughs> so that they can if meet that. the requirement. If that. If that. If that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we need more of us in these spaces. That way there will be true equity and there will be true, you know, there will be a true balance. Yeah. Because these corporations are the one running the world, if you don't know. They run the world. When I say they run the world, it's not the politician. Their corporation runs it because when the politician goes out to campaign, who do you think gives them the money to campaign? It comes from the corporations. Yeah. Especially the big pharma these days. It comes from the corporation. They get that money from the corporations, and then when they get the money from the corporation, they pass policies and laws that favor those corporations. Wake up. Hey. All right. Wake up. Wake up. And learn the real and know what's going on. You know, and if you feel that what we're talking about is not true or is not accurate, then tap in. Let us know. Hit the comments and say, hey, I think you're off right here. We'll have a discussion on it. We'll bring it up. Join the conversation. You know, we'll bring it up because this is a conversation. This is a discussion. That's why we're not here to preach to you. We're not here to tell you what's right, what's wrong. We're here to bring certain facts or bring topics up. And we're discussing these topics and putting, all, what, put, putting what we think about these topics out there. And you can do the same. Yeah. And we can, and we can have this, um, this conversation about it. So... You know, I'll just say, wake up and know what's going on. It's love. For sure. So let's move on to the next one, brother. Okay. So, uh, the, so the, last the day. Right? No. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. I, okay. Got, I got something that uh, was the most interesting thing that stood out to me. And I wanted to ask you a question, bro. All right, bro. So, so I'm scrolling through these news articles looking for the things that, you know, stand out for this kind of show, right? Mm -hmm. And one thing stood out to me. What? So before I tell you about the article, I want to ask you, bro. How far does solidarity go? And do you even know what solidarity means? Yeah, so I'll say solidarity is when you stand or you support someone for their own personal cause. So standing with somebody, supporting somebody's cause, right? Right. How far does solidarity go for you, brother? Um, I can support you. I can empathize with you. But I don't have to uh, take on your lifestyle. I don't have to do what you do. I don't have to... You can create space for a person? Make, I can make space for it. Okay. I can, I can be accepting of it. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. be accepting of it. Yeah, yeah. you can recognize... Uh, I can recognize yeah, it. Yeah, if, if somebody can, asks you to address them a certain kind of way, could you do that? If, if, that's in solidarity? If that's what you want to be called. If you want to be called a dog or whatever, if you, I'll call you whatever. Okay. See, you have the choice to be called yes. something. And if, and, if, and if I ask... To be addressed a certain way, all I do is actually that you respect it. It I goes, it goes both ways. Yep. You know what I mean? I respect that also. So, I think solidarity has limits. Would you agree? Yeah. 
Because I, I, just, I just named the stuff that I, I, I wouldn't do. So this is the story that stood out to me, and I wonder a couple of things about this story, bro. Mirror.co reports that Castleview Primary School in Edinburgh, I think that's in England or, or Canada in, or so. In UK. UK? So I think it's in Europe, I Edinburgh. think over there, right? Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Um, has asked boys to wear skirts on a specific day in solidarity with a young man who was expelled from a school in Spain for doing the same thing, wearing a skirt. Mm. Now, they're, they're encouraging. They're not mandating. Okay, so it's not forced. It's not forced. Okay, they're okay. encouraging boys to wear skirts in solidarity with a boy who chose to wear a skirt. And I wonder why that gesture was the thing they suggested for being in solidarity. Like, in my head, you can be in solidarity if you hold a protest or do a demonstration or like hold many a other fundraiser or do some kind of marketing campaign to bring awareness to this issue. But why encourage the boys to wear skirts. Give me your take on it, man. Well, first of all, I would say um, it's, that's a pretty shitty school to kick that boy out for choosing to express himself the way that he wants to express himself. Like I said, I'm all about respect. And if he chose to wear a skirt that day and he felt most comfortable in a skirt and he wanted to go to school like that, yeah. then I feel like he shouldn't have been kicked if out. If he that's wanted his to choice. go to school like that, that's his choice. That's his choice. That's his choice. Now, um, <laughs> now, as far as you know, good thing they're not forcing, but they're encouraging. I mean, like you said, there's many other ways to show solidarity. Uh, some kids can choose, to, okay, I'll wear a skirt to show solidarity with my friend or this classmate. Or some students may say, no, I mean, I'm, I don't feel comfortable wearing the skirt, but I'll be there present and I will, you know, march and, you know, be all about, you know, the other activities. But I'm not going to change who I am. For just for the, for this cause, I respect so, that. I respect that. So yeah, so I mean, it, it goes it goes both ways, man. It goes as long as they're not forcing anybody. I mean, I don't have a problem. So this is the second thing that it made me think about. One step further was: is this an example of systems encouraging gender bending? And if so, why? Because we talked about, in the last episode, we talked about this thing like the agenda. Mm -hmm. And there is a thing that people believe. There's a dynamic out there where people believe that there is an agenda. A homosexual agenda. Some people believe that it's associated with depopulation. Some people uh, believe that it's associated with uh, the deterioration of the moral character of the world. Whatever it is, right? There's some people that say that there's an agenda to influence the behavior and sexuality of the people of the world, right? So while while there's so while there's that agenda kind of uh, discussion happening, when you see examples like a school choosing to encourage uh, young people, young men wearing skirts, like to me that's like a system influencing behavior and I just wondered if that was like like what do you what do you think about that? Um I, I don't know. I mean <laughs> I don't know. We have spoke about this in the last episode. I mean you've I, and I I'm not gonna sit here and act like I haven't heard our community talk about that there is some kind of agenda. 
out there, you know, like we said, this show is just here to have conversations that happen in our community and bring them out to the to the uh, to the light, and let's have a let's have a discussion around it with those within our community, outside of our community. For sure. So, um, I I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, some can say that yeah, they can agree with you. While some will just say that no, nah, that's just strange. I'm not. I'm not saying that it is. I'm just wondering. Like, right. Is this an example of systems influencing behavior? Because, you know, from a perspective that I have, I think that schools could choose a lot of different ways to um, bring awareness or sure. or influence, you know, a, a situation outside of just having people dress a certain kind of way. I mean, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, there's other ways, like you said, you can show solidarity. Um, you've, you've, you've given examples. Again... I don't have the answers. I don't have right, any. So I that was easy. <laughs> right. I don't know. But uh, it's something to think about. It's something to think about, man. So on the next one, right? Right, right. We're going to go into this day in history. Yep. Okay, so this day in history was a special one for me. So number one, um, shout out black women. I love black women. Love Salute black women. Some people be trying to give black women a bad rap. And some of y'all black women are holding that bad rap very effectively with like a deaf Vulcan grip. But that's another size situation. You feel me? Uh, there's a difference for me between girls, females, and women. Women hold the title because they earned it. They carry themselves a certain kind of way. But that's a whole other story, a whole other topic. But I salute black women. This day in history is about Rosa Parks. Refusing to give up her seat on this day, December 1st, back in 1955. Oh, wow. Really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out. Shout out to Rosa Parks. Shout out Shout to out. the disruptors, especially female disruptors. But I also want to say that uh, this was significant because this started a real movement behind... The, the effort to get civil rights in this country for black people, you know? Right. And so this was pivotal, man. So, number one, what's your reaction to finding this day out, you know, this day in history? Um, definitely shout out to Rosa Parks. It was monumental for the black community. It definitely pushed the needle and got people talking, and it, it definitely started off the the uh, the movement, the civil sure. rights movement. Uh, it's, 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 it's great. It's great. But I will say this, that, you know... There was somebody that actually did the same thing that Rosa Parks did before she did it. Okay, who was that? And um, if you guys uh, can even do your research on it, but there's a young lady named Claudette Colvin. Okay. And Claudette Colvin at the, was arrested at 15 in Montgomery, Montgomery, Alabama for the exact same thing, for not giving up her seat for a white person. And that, was, and that happened before Rosa Parks. Yay. So, I don't know what day. I don't know what day it was, but uh, you know, for some reason, I don't, and I don't know why. Maybe we can have a conversation about that. She, she wasn't pushed to the light as Rosa Parks was, but nevertheless, it was monumental for the civil rights movement. And if you guys know anything about the civil rights movement, you can see that it really, um, it really pushed the needle, and it, it, it brought the bravery and the courage out. Uh, of, of the black community and also you saw who your true allies were because there were some allies you know mm -hmm. if you see the civil rights movement marches you'll see some white people in there and you'll see some people who, who really who really put their lives in there and their livelihood in danger for us because mm -hmm. they felt that you know what was going on was not right so salute to all of y'all and that's what we need we need real allies 
Not the people that that uh, see stuff and turn away or say I'm not trying to acknowledge it. Or if uh, if if, uh, so if 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 they see a friend or an associate attack a black person, they just they t- they'll tell the black person, "Don't say anything. Just try right. about it." Trying to let it slide. Right. Instead of instead of going after that white person, mm-hmm. they'll say, "No, no, 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 no. Just let it be." Right. No, those are not allies. We need real allies to I make a change. I agree so that you. was great. That was big for the movement. Salute to Rosa Parks. Salute to the descendants of Rosa Parks. Um, didn't like that she sued out. Thank you for the sac- sacrifice. <laughs> but thank you for the sacrifice on a, on a, real, on a more we, serious note. We, we know that it was planned, right? Uh, she was uh, heavily involved in the NAACP. Um, side note, NAACP was founded by Jewish people uh, for black people. And that's a whole other story. Oh, really? I did not know. Yeah, that's another episode we had to to. But, um, yeah, um, Rosa Parks had uh, planned this. You know what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, uh, the reports is that she did this nine months beforehand, but didn't have the uh, publicity machine and marketing machine behind her in order to try and effect the change that we needed, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a concerted effort in order to, like, use this as a catalyst to produce some results, right? Mm-hmm. So so shout out to her for uh, being a disruptor and a, a movement maker. You dig? Shout out. Shout out to you. So for Black Queen. We respect it. And, um, yeah. Matt. What the fuck moment, doggy? WTF? <laughs> what the fuck moment, doggy? So for those who don't know, the WTF or the what the fuck moment is uh, just any any topic or clip or anything we see that just kind of gives us that what the... What the... Did, did, did that really happen? Did I really just read what I was reading? Like, oh, wow, they're playing with us. Mm. Oh, that's funny. That's wild. So it could go either way. But um, I, something that really, like, stood out to me, and it really gave me the wow. It gave me that wow factor. And um, this is based on, this is about uh, the author of a book called Lovely Bones. Whoa. Her name is Alice Sabode. Right? Okay. Alice Sabode, you know, had a black man falsely sent to prison for rape. Wow. Right. So, so she accused this brother named Anthony Broadwater, you know. But he and he was and he was and when she accused him, he was later convicted and sent to prison, right? Wow. And then what? Yeah. And then after that, she she then wrote about her experiences in a book called Lucky. Wow. That's the name of the book. Yeah. The book was a hit, and they started to work on a movie about the book, and. Mm-hmm. But the producer noticed that certain stories were not adding up in this book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he started noticing that it was going on. And then even the black actor who was supposed to play Anthony. Yeah. You know, he dropped out of the movie because he didn't want to be a part of a film that perpetuated the stereotype. Even if it was a true, even if it was true events that happened. He just was like, you know, I don't want to really play this role and kind of, you know, live up to the stereotype of black, black man. Yeah. You know? So the director was like, okay, we'll just use a white guy. Wow. And the producer was like, well, no, let's, if, this, if this is a true story, it's very vital that you know, we stick to the, to the script. We stick to the detail because that's a big thing. Right. You know, and this racial component. Right. So the director and the producer bumped heads, and then the producer were ultimately fired off the movie. So that sparked the producer, you know... So he then wanted to, uh, he then did an investigation. 
Okay. Right. He did the investigation. He was, you know, he was examining the book Lucky and then the case, and he just saw that way. Nothing is adding up. Nothing it's is all fake news. Right. Nothing is adding up. Wow. So he hired a private investigator. And the private investigator was ultimately able to get this man exonerated because she straight up lied. Wow. And wrote a whole book about the lie. Yeah, 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 yeah. About yeah, this yeah, man yeah, yeah. saying that he was the one that raped her. She just straight up lied. And, he, and this, this is all facts. You can look this up. And it's crazy. You know, when I saw this, I was like, this is this is ridiculous. So wow. tell me what you think about it, brother. I'm not surprised, man. Um, you know. Oh, side this, note. This, oh, sorry, side note. Side note. Alice Sabaud is a white woman. Of course. Okay. There are um, so many examples of white women lying on black men for crimes. It makes me think of Emmett Till. Facts. Uh, it makes me think of the city Rosewood. Yeah. It, it makes me think of so many different situations. The Central Park <laughs> Five. Yeah, just about to say that. Right. Like, like so many different situations where black men are characterized. I. I I can't erase the picture out of my head, LeBron, of you mimicking King Kong, which was King Kong. Did you know that King Kong was a stereotypical trope towards black people, this savage black man that had an affinity for this white woman and oh, wow. the white woman could calm this huge black beast and that black beast was supposedly, contextually, uh, Jack Johnson, the heavyweight champion of the world. That's when that shit first came out. Oh, I have no idea. There's an association wow. of King Kong and black men. Black men are uh, derogatorily called monkeys. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's a connection, right? I think about that uh, LeBron James photo. He was on the uh, cover of GQ magazine. It was like he was holding this white girl like he was King Kong. There's always been this kind of narrative that black men are savages, are sexual degenerates, over-sexualized, uh, we're dangerous. And none of those things really accurately, and we're not a monolith. There are some people that perpetrate crimes, but overall, black men are not this thing. You dig? Hmm. And when I hear situations like this, it makes me think about those other portrayals, those misleading portrayals of black men and black black male persona, especially strong black male persona. They try and anesthetize strong black male persona. They try and negate strong black male persona. As a matter of fact, just do an experiment. When you watch television commercials, do you see effeminate black men more often? Or do you see strong black, dominant, directive, take no shit attitude black men? You don't see those. And there's a reason for that. And so what I'm saying is, that this woman, she she damn near ruined that man's life. For sure. The people that was connected to that man. But it's so many more. Fact. It's so many more stories of Fact. people who have lied. 
and used a racial prejudice to their advantage. The crazy part about it is that she tried to capitalize off of it. She tried to capitalize. She did capitalize. Right. She sold hella books. I'm right. sure. Now the thing is, I don't know if that, if the, uh, the, the actual act, the terrible act happened to her. And you know, I mean, that's never a great thing, you know. But the fact that you lied and said it was this person, come on now, and you ruined that person's life, and then you, there's no repercussions whatsoever. Yeah, that's wild, you know. And side note about the LeBron, I didn't even I didn't even notice the LeBron cover. I mean, I'm a big fan of LeBron. He's one of my favorite players. He's just a he's just a solid individual. That's how I see him. So it's just kind of weird. And I didn't, and the the analogy, the the background of. King Kong, I need to do my research on that. Cause do some research. You just dropped a gem. Do some, do some research. A, a big gem where we can really have a whole conversation on that. I look, feel look, like look, look, look up the associations between King Kong and Jack Johnson. Wow. I mean, yeah, look that up. Look, look that, that up. up. Let us know. Let's have this conversation. Let's, let's talk about it. Cause this is um, it's it's interesting. I'll say that it's interesting. It's just, it is good to know. You know, it's it's good to. You know, see the portrayal and see how we're being be- depicted out there. So, um, yeah. so yeah. So this was wild to me. This was a wild one, bro. So you ready for uh, metaphysical? Metaphysical. Metaphysical. This is where you shine, brother. Go ahead and tie it all in, man. Go ahead and tie it all in. Metaphysical moment. All right. So check it out. Today we talked about Omicron. We talked about bias in medical devices that's not recognizing the right skin tone. We talked about Thanksgiving in another side of Thanksgiving. We talked about solidarity in these images. Like, why are they making these choices? How far does solidarity go? Do some reflection. The metaphysical moment and message is do some reflection. Reflect. Reflect. There's an important piece about reflection. Reflection embodies looking at yourself. It embodies looking at the things that you do. Your day-to-day activities. Where you direct your energy. Who you associate with. What kinds of activities are you giving your attention to? If you want some bullshit for the most of the time, you need to reflect. Even the word re means do over again, right? The prefix re means repeat, do over again, right? Again, right? You need to look again. You need to look at, at where your time is going, where your money is going, where your attention is going. Where your energy is going, do some reflection. And also, if you're seeing things that you don't like or things that you want to change, you need to reflect those that are doing what you would like to do. Find a mentor. Find somebody that has character. Find somebody that is stand-up individual. Find somebody that can lead you in the right direction, that's showing up for people, showing up for situations, dependable, reputable, and model yourself after them. 
do some reflection. That's a, that's a good one, man. We all need to reflect. We all need to go back and look at, you know, what's happening with ourselves, what's happening in the world, and that way we can be able to know how to move in this world. Let's go. And you with know, that, we out. Overstanding. My brother. My brother. We out of here, y'all. You know, again, oh, shout out Six Kings ENT. Yeah. Shout out. You know, to Conscious Minds. Yeah. Uh, tap into the YouTube channel. Progeny like, Farms. Like, subscribe. Subscribe. Fuck with us. Hit the comments. Uh, it's Progeny Farm. And of course, you can't forget the Backstreet Driver. Yada. You know, Backstreet Driver keeps us, keeps us, he, he puts all this together for you. When you see our editing and when you see, you know, all this come together, that's the man with the plan. So shout out to him. And we out of here. Peace.